It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Stuart Vonney. I'm Martha McCallum. I'm Jason Chaffetz, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Monday, August 22nd, 2022, I'm Evan Brown. A very public political commentator, the daughter of a Russian technocrat and a friend of Vladimir Putin is killed in a rather dramatic assassination. But who is behind it? Could it be people inside Putin's influence? Because it means that there might well be a competent right, military opposition running around in his own country. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Young Russians, meaning Russians of fighting age, may or may not have been fans of Daria Dugina. She was the daughter of Vladimir Putin's philosophical chief, Alexander Dugin, and a wealthy media personality championing Russia's expansionist ideas. She was killed this weekend in a car bombing. She would have turned 30 this year. There were two people that uh, were the purported targets. The first is Alexander Dugin. The second is his daughter, Daria. Dr. Matthew Schmidt is an expert in Russia's government and military and also a professor of political science at the University of New Haven. He says that while Putin may point his fingers at Ukraine and accuse them of terrorism, Ukraine has already said they have nothing to do with it. And it may just be people inside Russia who were wanting to make a statement. The original assumption is that that the father was the target because he has been instrumental in creating the the sort of Putin's ideology and the justification for going to war in Ukraine. But his daughter is just as well known now. She's a very popular TV personality. Um, The Dugans have their own TV channel in Russia. So, you know, I would would hold my bets right now as to who the actual target was, or say maybe both of them if they were supposed to be in the same car. But in any case, this was a stunning attack um, inside Russia and, um, and against these particular uh, individuals. Alexander Dugan, as, as you have uh, noted and as others have noted, is sort of the uh, one of the big brains behind uh, Putin's overall philosophy. Let's talk about that philosophy. Th- this is not a, a, a kind man. This is someone who a lot of people consider to be dangerous. Uh, let's talk about what it is he has done to either influence or solidify the the ruling thoughts of, of Vladimir Putin? Sure. Uh, I've written about Dugan for 20 years. Um, and what I will tell you is, is that he has emerged since the 1990s as the leading philosopher of post-Soviet Russia, right? He's a nationalist, but he's not crazy. And he began as a legitimate academic and has sort of sort of veered away from that and he's taken essentially a Nazi ideology of nationalism and he's, he's russified it, right? He's made it about the Russians instead of about Aryans. And the gist of it is that there's this thing called the Russian world, the Ruski Mir, which exists over this area called Eurasia, which includes modern day Russia, right? Most of what was the Soviet Union, Central Asian states. Um, it doesn't really include East Germany and, and most of the Warsaw Pact states from the Soviet days, but sort of everything else. But the most important place is Ukraine, other than Russia. And so 
what he's done is he said Russian civilization, right, which includes Ukrainian civilization, is fundamentally anti-Western, right? It's anti-liberal. It's anti-gay rights. It's anti-free speech. It's anti-democratic. And this is natural for it. It goes back to theories about Mongol conquest and the right kind of government for Russia. But fundamentally, it's this nationalist program. And it's these ideas that get in the head of Vladimir Putin and get him to say things like, Ukraine doesn't exist, right, as a nation. Ukrainian's not a real language. The Ukrainian people are really just sort of little Russians, right, in this, in this derisive way. And so that's what people mean when they say he's the brain of Vladimir Putin. And when Putin says, right, this is critical for people to understand, when Putin says the biggest catastrophe of the 20th century was the collapse of the Soviet Union, what he means is not the collapse of the Soviet system, but the collapse of the power of those ideals, those Eurasianist ideals, those anti-Western ideals, that there's no counterweight to the West anymore after the Soviet Union collapses. And those ideas come from Dugan, and they're deeply embedded in parts of the Russian state. His, his masterwork is called The Foundations of Geopolitics, where he lays this whole thing out about different kinds of empires and different values. And this has been a seminal book in Russian military institutions for 20 years. So again, this is, this is embedded in sort of the strategic mind of, you know, the military community. We're speaking with Dr. Matthew Schmidt. He is an expert in Russian affairs and a professor of political science at the University of New Haven on the Fox News rundown War on Ukraine. We'll have more with Dr. Schmidt straight ahead. So let's talk about what I guess would anyone at this point would call an assassination. But this is not a poisoning and it's not a shooting. It was a a very, dare I say, theatrical thing, a, a car bomb. Uh, and it yeah. didn't uh, it didn't hit uh, Alexander Dugan, but it hit his daughter, who you've mentioned is a, a personality in her own right. Uh, but let, let's talk about we'll talk about her in just a moment. But let's talk about how brazen this type of an attack is. Would you go from there? Yeah. So th- this thing was it was designed to send a signal. Right. It wasn't designed to be a quiet murder. It was designed to, if you will, explode right, on the political scene. And this gets into everybody speculating about, well, who did it, right? One of the theories is, well, it was the Ukrainian government that did it, right? Special forces running around and doing this kind of thing. Um, The Ukrainian government has absolutely steadfastly denied that they had anything to do with it, right? And the truth is, the Dugans would be weird military targets, right? They're sort of like the Salman Rushdie's of Russia, in a sense. And I I don't want to equate them to to, to Russia. They're, They're not great writers, Salman Rushdie isn't a nationalist, right? He's not right. trying to incite violence. But in the sense that that attacking and murdering a writer who's who's never given an order to kill, who's never killed, is outside the bounds of Western ethics, right? You know, comes up when you look at this, right? Because clearly somebody is saying it's not outside the bounds of Western ethics, right? These guys never, the Dugans never ordered anybody killed, and yet somebody is saying they're legitimate targets for the words that they've that they've spoken, right? For their speech acts. So the next idea is that it was Putin, which doesn't make a lot of sense either, except it's one of these sort of false flags scenarios. And then the third thing is that a former Russian lawmaker who's in exile in Kiev gave a statement saying that he was given this statement by a new group 
called the National Republican Army in Russia, which is opposing Putin and opposing the war. It's a, it's a left-wing, um, you know, a rebel organization. We don't know this group. We've never right? heard this of is them, the have first, we? Yeah. No, no, this is the first that has come up. So, so to be truthful, we don't know if they actually exist, right? We don't know what they really stand for. They've published a manifesto, but, but that's what we're running on right now. And if it was a group internal to Russia, then it should spook Putin because it means that there might well be a competent, right, military opposition running around in his own country. Or it could be a complete fabrication for propaganda. <laughs> or that, right? <laughs> we, we don't know, and hopefully the next few days will tell, uh, but they might not. That's war. All right, so let's talk about Daria Dugan. She is Alexander's daughter, but she it, 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 when you say someone's daughter was killed, I think the first thought everyone has is a young child. This, this is an adult. This is a, a professional uh, who has had her own career in government and media for a while and, and, and is following suit uh, to her, uh, her father's ideals. Let's talk more about her, please. Yeah, well, she's nasty. Right. Just like her father, she's called for the killing of Ukrainians. Um, and she's basically been the face of this movement, this Eurasianist movement um, for a while now, and is trying to sort of branch it out to the younger generation. It, it should be said, right, that Dugan's popularity is really with uh, senior citizens. Right. He's not particularly popular with military age Russians, you know, 18 to, to 25 not really with, uh, you know, with middle-aged Russians either. He, he, he peaked in the early 2000s. But his daughter, but Dugana, right, is there to try to, try to connect to that younger crowd. Um, and so she has really been pushing the, the idea of the Z out there and the, and the pro-Russian movement and support our military if you're a real Russian and this kind of stuff. So she's, she's nasty. And in some ways, she's worse than her dad um, because she's more violent in, in her language, right? She really pushes this in some ways because she has to, you know, sort of, um, you know, create an identity that's different from his. She, she's not the, the philosopher. She's not the academic that he is. Do you think that perhaps uh, uh, that she might have been the actual target here? I mean, there there is an argument to be made that if she's more um, effective in, in persuading younger Russians to this cause, that she might have been the actual target. Yeah, I think she could be. I think it's really hard to disentangle who the real target is, right? If you if you kill Alexander's daughter, clearly that's a kind of hit against Alexander himself, right? And you've taken out this woman who is sort of the face of uh, of this campaign for the younger generation, for the military age generation that's fighting the war right now. Um, so both end up, when you think about it, to be to be really legitimate targets. They're not legitimate targets, but logical targets. You know, depending on on who's perpetrating the hit. But again, like it, like I said, like I'm not sure that this makes sense for the Ukrainian government. They're, they're not really logical targets for them. It will do more harm for the Ukrainians in terms of support in the West than it would help. But it makes more sense for a group like the the, the National Republican Army to hit them because it makes more sense in the context of domestic Russian politics. Than, than the war itself, in, in a way. Dr. Matthew Schmidt, Associate Professor, National Security at the University of New Haven. Thank you once again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown, War on Ukraine. My pleasure. 
You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.